Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. So day three of the Speaker of the House drama. Got some interesting updates, major concessions last night. And again, with all the whining, please stop to the establishment class. There's messages to you, not to my loyal listeners. You know I love you. Thank you for your support on this. Unfortunately, there's a very small number of us out there still fighting to get conservative concessions in the speaker race. For all the establishment types out there and others, relax. Everybody calm down. It's not the end of the world. Nothing's collapsing. Uh, the the horde of, of uh, ra- ravaging lunatics isn't invading, jumping the fence at the Capitol. Calm down. Everything is fine. This is the process. We are getting concessions that are going to lead to a better, more efficient, better running house with a conservative direction in the future. Everybody, time out, calm down. Came out firing today. Also, the CDC owes us the truth. The absolute truth. Getting a little tired of the obfuscations, if you know what I mean, going on with this COVID vaccine. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Using the internet without ExpressVPN is like leaving your keys in your car while you run to the gas station for a snack. Most of the time, you're probably fine. What if you come back to see someone driving off with your car? No good. Every time you connect to an unencrypted network, any hacker on that same network can gain access to your personal data. It doesn't take a lot of technical knowledge to hack someone. A smart 12-year-old could do it. And hackers could make up to $1,000 per person selling your personal information on the dark web. ExpressVPN creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet. So hackers can't steal your sensitive data. Take a hacker with a supercomputer over a billion years to get past ExpressVPN's encryption. It's super easy to use. Just fire up the app, click one button, and you're protected. Works on all devices. You can stay secure on the go. I use ExpressVPN. I don't go on the internet without it. Secure your online data today by visiting expressvpn.com slash Bongino. That's express, E-X-P-R-E-S-S, expressvpn.com slash Bongino, and you can get an extra three months free. Expressvpn.com slash Bongino. All right, Joseph, on this fine Thursday, let's and go. away we go, Dan. Yes, sir, we do. Yeah. Yes, sir, we do. Loaded show, a lot of information to get out today, so let's get right to it. My radio show over the last few days has been interesting because uh, it is now Thursday. We are now on day three trying to find a new speaker. Uh, and the the uh, the House is, is uh, uh, come back into session at noon Eastern time every day, which is when my radio show starts. So the radio show has been interesting because it's acted like kind of a live play-by-play while this podcast sets the groundwork for the day ahead. So if you're listening to both shows, you know what's going to happen. And as it's happening, you're getting a play-by-play. So I appreciate it. And I'm going to get to the speaker drama, day three of it coming up in a minute. But first, folks, again, I'm going to say this in the most somber of serious tones. The debacle around the COVID vaccine I believe is going to turn out to be one of the most significant public health disasters in modern American history, modern world history. It's now clear as day that the CDC downplayed side effects from this vaccine. Now, are the side effects widespread? Uh, It doesn't appear so. Are they widespread enough to cause a really significant amount of concern? Yeah. And it appears that they've been downplayed. Now, there have been very few truth tellers out there willing from the start to talk about both the threat of blood clotting and the threat of myocarditis or swelling of the heart. Anytime it was mentioned, they were banned from social media. People freaked out. The scientific guys, Fauci, I am the science, Dr. Fauci and everyone panic. You know, people uh, in the public health establishment called them conspiracy theorists. It now sadly turns out that some of them were right. Dr. Peter McCullough, we're trying to get him on my show for Saturday night on Fox. Please tune in unfiltered. I think he's confirmed, uh, Dr. McCullough. I'm going to ask him about what I spoke about yesterday. Athletes, myocarditis, and the COVID vaccine. But here's another portion of his appearance on Tucker the other day. And I want answers, and you should demand answers too, because faith in the public health infrastructure is now almost completely disappeared. They owe us an explanation about what's going on with myocarditis and blood clots. Here's Dr. Peter McCullough on Tucker Carlson's show, uh, Carlson's show addressing this exact topic. Check this out. The absolute numbers of heart incidents among young people are dramatically up across the West. And the CDC, as far as I know, has not been honest enough to address this. They sent out a tweet the other day saying, you know, you may be struggling with blood clots if you're a young athlete. I don't remember athletes struggling with young blood clots. It seems to me like they're trying to tell us this is normal. Is it normal for young athletes to have life-threatening blood clots? We should never have our agencies try to normalize 
side effects. The FDA says the vaccines cause myocarditis and heart damage. Autopsy studies show it can be and is fatal. The same is true for blood clots and neurologic damage. Our agencies should be protecting the health of Americans and safety is job one. I'm disappointed that they're minimizing it. Yeah. I mean, I think honesty is a prerequisite for trust. When people are honest, you can trust them. But when they lie to you consistently, you can't. Folks, here's my concern outside of the obvious, the health concerns, myocarditis, potential blood clotting. Even if the side effects of this vaccine turn out to be extremely limited moving forward, and I say turn out because we don't have enough longitudinal data. We haven't been living with the vaccine long enough, guys. It's only been around for a year and a half, two years in widespread use. The technology is relatively new, too. We just don't know. Longitudinal, meaning over time data, accumulates over time. Not enough time has passed to accumulate enough longitudinal data because there's not enough time yet. My fear here is if this becomes more widespread and it, 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 it exits a limited circle of people and becomes more widespread, there's going to be public panic. And nobody, and I mean nobody, wants public panic. The problem with a public panic on this, if it were to happen, let's, I'll give you an example. Let me walk you through it so it doesn't seem like I'm just throwing this out there. Let's say another public figure, right? A bigger, a public figure with a big profile has some cardiac incident that's unexplained on live television, like we saw in the football game. I'm not attributing that to the vaccine yet because I don't know. I don't know. I'm not not attributing to it either. Why? Because I don't know. I just said that. I would love to know. It would be really interesting to get that data out there and to hear about it. But let's say a public figure on national television in a debate or something like that, something were to happen, there's another cardiac incident. Folks, people are really going to start to freak out. The reason I want to talk about this again today is a friend of mine sent me something yesterday. It's a text from a relatively influential uh, guy in a public space. I'm not willing to say who, but There are a lot of people who are afraid to say this publicly because they don't want to be shunned as like vaccine deniers. Not a vaccine denier. I've gotten vaccines on. They don't know what you're talking about. Denying vaccines exist. Denying vaccines. There are vaccines exist. Therefore, you can't be a vaccine denier. There are a number of people who are afraid to speak about this publicly. They're afraid of being canceled, being accused of being nut jobs, whack jobs, vaccine deniers, who are privately horrified that they either took the thing, that their kids took the thing, and they're afraid. I've got another friend. He won't even fly on a plane if he thinks the pilots have been vaxxed. Is that rational? Wow. Folks, I'm not kidding, yeah. Joe. I'm, I wanna, again, I don't want to say who these people are because they didn't, one, they didn't give me a permission to use their names, but they said their stories are open season. We're good on the story, just don't use my name. Folks, the problem we have going forward is because of the relentless surge of people like Dr. Fauci and Francis Collins and others used to run the CDC and the NI, uh, the NIA National Infectious Disease, National Institutes of Health, CDC, uh, Rochelle Walensky, and their effort, uh, the Vivek Murthy, the Surgeon General, their relentless efforts to censor people who early on warned about this. No one's going to trust these people moving forward. I'm not kidding. Trust will evaporate. Faith in experts is gone. It's time for honesty now. You are running out of time. You know, I will never forget early on when the Ebola thing happened in Texas. We had that case in the Texas hospital, Ebola. This was like 10 years ago. I was doing commentary for Fox. I will never forget, you know, going on the air and everybody emphasizing at the time, like, listen, we don't want anyone to panic. It's just like one case. And I said, of course, uh, because I didn't want anyone to panic either. There was no need. There was one case. How did that change? It changed with COVID because people used the panic to attack Donald Trump. Look, it's total chaos. Everybody panicked. Donald Trump's in charge. And now it's getting hard to put the genie back in the bottle, if not impossible. I am really, really deeply concerned about this. Something is going to happen on television or something in public, and people are going to start to freak out if we don't reestablish faith in public health and stop censoring people like McCullough for bringing up fair, honest, and open questions. I know this. You and I, our lives have been steeped in athletics and, and health. Yeah. We have yep. never, ever seen athletes keeling over like this. This no, is a no. sin. No I, I, no, I played football. Yeah. I played baseball. 
I've been in the mixed martial arts and boxing community. Uh, I mean, everything, karate, taekwondo, aikido, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, boxing, Thai boxing, since I'm eight years old. Have you, I mean, have you ever, now this is what I actually did as a cop, see an older gentleman one time of a cardiac incident who got revived, but you never saw this amongst young, healthy people. No. That people, that now Joe, and that's why people are asking questions. Like, hey, I never saw this before either. It is critical that right now we reestablish faith in this public health infrastructure or it's going to be too late. All right, I wanted to get that out of the way. And the CDC is why I titled the show this today. The CDC owes us the truth. And the time is now. Cut the BS, cut the censorship, cut the nonsense, and put people out there and tell the truth. Come clean. Americans are very forgiving, even for you swamp rats in Washington, D.C. If you just... Tell the damn truth. They are very forgiving. But it's got to be honest and sincere. All right. So the story du jour, obviously, today is going to be the breakthrough last night, supposedly in the speaker's race. A lot of drama now day three in the replacement for Nancy Pelosi race. The Republicans now dominate the House with 222, 222, uh, four additional votes in the Democrats. And I shouldn't say dominates a slim margin, but slim enough to get things done, right? So supposedly there's been a breakthrough last night. As you've seen over the last two days, we've covered uh, extensively on the show and the radio show, Kevin McCarthy, Republican from California, wants to be the next speaker. As I've said a thousand times to the chagrin of many of my listeners, Joe, some of them were complaining. Just, Dan, all right, you said enough. He doesn't have the votes. No, that's the story. Yeah. The story is literally, not figuratively, he doesn't have the votes. He doesn't have the votes. We're not, we're not living in a direct democracy. We are living in a representative democracy. It doesn't matter who gets the most votes. It matters who, by the rules, gets a majority of those voting for someone by name in the chamber. Therefore, McCarthy is not the speaker, never was the speaker, and doesn't have the votes to get the speaker, and he's not even close. Supposedly last night, around 10 members. Now, it's quick math here. I don't mean to, you know, we'll get walked down in the numbers, but they do matter. McCarthy in a full chamber needs 218. That's a majority of the congressional chamber if they're all there, 435 of them. He needs 218 uh, votes for him to be the Speaker of the House. He's not there. He's not there. He's had 20 defections now. He needs 218. He has 222 Republicans. So by simple math, he can only lose four. Well, he's lost 20. That's five times four. Okay, my math is good. He's got a lot of ground to make up. Supposedly last night, there were a number of concessions made to the conservative side of the Republican Party in the House. I'm hearing that around 10 or 11 may flip. Now, he's still short. If he flips 10 or 11 and he needs 218 and he has 201, it means he needs about six, five, six, seven more, depending on if there are any people who vote present. So he's still short. But the concessions, and this is why I opened up the show the way I did, to all the establishment guys, and even the conservatives who just think that the, the chaos is too much, which is a nonsense media narrative on the left, and I wish people would stop parroting it. It's even all over, you know, places I respect and watch. But, oh, chaos looks so bad. I ask you this. If the conservative portion is using their power in a representative democracy, these 20 guys, Freedom Caucus members and conservatives, to get concessions that'll give the conservative movement more power, why are you freaking out? I'm not trying to be a jerk. I'm asking a sincere, candid, honest question. If the conservative wing of the party is now getting more power for the first time in decades over the establishment due to this process, it's only a couple days old, it's no chaos. What, what, what are you mad about? What are you mad about? Let me tell you some of the things I heard happen last night. And this is what leverage looks like. This is what power looks like. The conservative movement has to get better at using power up on Capitol Hill, at marshalling our massive grassroots enterprise and moving it into power on Capitol Hill to get things done. We just do. We're really good at rallies. We're really good at other things. But our guys up on Capitol Hill, frankly, have been weak. This is the first time in, 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 gosh, the four decades plus I've been alive, almost five, that I've seen the conservative movement 
actually do stuff. Uh, am I missing something, guys? And everybody's freaking out about it. Oh, my gosh, it looks chaotic. This is what doing stuff and leverage looks like. A couple of things. Uh, so the Congressional Leadership Fund, which is a McCarthy-aligned establishment outfit that gives money to candidates, apparently cut a deal. And, folks, everything's a deal on Capitol Hill. There's always a deal. I wish it weren't the case, but it is. The deals usually work against us. Finally, some of the deals working for us. The Congressional Leadership Fund, which has backed a lot of rhinos in primaries, apparently agreed with the Club for Growth, which backs more conservative candidates. It's an outside pack. Has apparently agreed with them to stay out of primaries with Republicans and not to back the establishment guys. Folks, please, I'm telling you, please pay attention. It's the biggest thing. That's huge. Money is absolutely decisive. Let me tell you why. The establishment guys in these races, the Republican guys that are voting against our interests, who are really acting like Democrats up in Congress, right? Yeah. These establishment guys typically start out with a lot more money in a primary race. The guy running against them, who's typically the conservative, is usually some upstart with no cash and no name ID. If McCarthy's wing and them come in with five, $600,000 to back the establishment guy, the race is over before it starts. You'll never even know who the other guy is, period. I say full stop a row. The fact that the Congressional Leadership Fund has agreed to stay out of these primaries finally gives more conservative candidates a, 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 a path to victory. People ask me over and over, nothing's going to ever change. We can't get our guys through. Now we've got a shot. It's a big deal. This is what concessions look like. Again, everybody on the establishment side whining, chaos. This is what power looks like. you got to use it. What's the point of it? You may say, wow, Dan, that's a big concession. It's not just that. Apparently, McCarthy may be moving towards a one-member motion to vacate. I like that. We have a 222-member House. One member should be able to vacate the chair and then take a vote. If they don't like who the Speaker of the House is, he should be able to voice their concerns. They were voted in, too. Doesn't mean McCarthy's going to lose his job every time a member does it, but this was the rule for a long time. That's a positive development. Sends power back to the people and concentrates it so uh, concentrates it away from the speaker's chair. I thought that's what we were for. I mean, I don't know, guys. I thought we were against collectivized, centralized power. Again, what's everybody whining about? Oh, this is unprecedented. Actually, it's not. It was the rule for a long time. One member could vacate the vote, vote to vacate the chair, move to vacate the chair. You know who changed it? Pelosi. You want the Pelosi rule? Third, apparently last night some concessions were made on the rules committee. That we may get two upwards of three seats on the Rules Committee. Why is that a big deal? Because the Rules Committee dictates the A to Z on how Congress is going to work. You're wondering why we get all these crap omnibus spending bills? Because the Rules Committee basically dictates the rules for it and slants the playing field in favor of the establishment spendthrift guys. My man. Yeah, 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 yeah. man. This is what power looks like. We may get three seats on the Rules Committee now to stop that process and get some spending control processes, everything on Capitol Hill. That's why the Rules Committee is so important. Be proud of yourselves today. These are major concessions. That's it. No, no, there's more. Apparently, we're going to get a vote on term limits, on legislation on the floor, concession made. Now, term limits has its ups and downs. You know, the big up to term limits is you get, you know, you don't get concentrated power in one position. Problem with term limits, they tend to empower the swamp because inexperienced people keep coming in and the staffers and everyone wind up running the office. We just got to be honest about it. Don't ever like gloss over the downsides either. If you are now, if you know the ups and the downs and you've waited out and you think getting those people out is more important, fair enough. But I want you to know both sides of it. There's more. Apparently, there was a concession on moving the appropriations process back to normalcy. 12 separate appropriations bills. What does that mean? It means they're not going to jam through a 75 million page omnibus funding the entire government like they did uh, just about a month ago that nobody reads, that they're going to go through regular committee for each of the 12 separate government departments. We're going to get to scrutinize everything. This is how we get our budget back. This is what power looks like. Stop with the chaos narrative. Those are big, big concessions. One more note on this before I get to the kind of the downside, the Dan Crenshaw's of the world. And Ryan Zinke has been very disappointing too. 
Very disappointing. Just the unnecessary attacks. Apparently, the Steve Scalise option is now getting more pronounced if McCarthy can't get the votes. We'll see what happens there. This is what power looks like, folks. Use it. All right, let me get to this. I want to get to Crenshaw, who just has really disgraced himself yet again. This guy has been a major disappointment. This is a guy I had such high hopes for. I thought I took a picture with this guy in the green room at Fox. I told him, like, thank you for your service. And I mean that. His service to the country was valiant. That's his totally separate entity above and beyond the politics. But I've got to tell you, he's been a, just a colossal disappointment in Congress. And I'll tell you why he said what he said and what he said coming up in a minute. Uh, today's show brought to you by Patriot Mobile, patriotmobile.com slash Dan's website. You ever see those offers for free iPhones, folks? They're too good to be true. Nothing is free. We know that. So how do they get the money? Well, nothing's free. Mobile phone companies not only lock you into long-term contracts, but they build the price of the phone into the bill with hidden fees. With Patriot Mobile, they can show you how to get that same iPhone interest-free without the games and no contract. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. They offer nationwide coverage on the best 4G and 5G networks because they use the same towers as the major carriers. So you get the same great service, which Guy can vouch for, while supporting a company that's fighting to preserve our God-given rights and freedoms. Patriot Mobile also offers a performance guarantee. Get a load of this. You're not happy with their coverage? You can switch to either of the three major carriers they provide for free. Just go to patriotmobile.com slash Dan or call the 100% U.S.-based customer service team at 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code DAN. And if you're fed up with woke companies that don't care about your values or our country like I am, support a company that does. They've been with me a long time. PatriotMobile.com slash Dan. PatriotMobile.com slash Dan or call 972-PATRIOT. Thanks, Patriot Mobile. So again, folks, I uh, salute in the strongest possible terms uh, Dan Crenshaw's uh, uh, service to the country and what he gave. He left one of his eyes behind. I mean, that's not a small sacrifice. And I mean that, and this is not personal. Every time I've met him in person, he's been a gentleman to me. But Dan Crenshaw as a politician, where he is representing the people, he's not my congressman, but he's still representing people of the United States who deal with me and deal with my show, um, has been one of the most colossal disappointments I have ever seen. I mean, the man is unquestionably a brave guy, but I can't understand why every time it comes to standing on some kind of a principle, he always folds and backs up the establishment. And not only does he fold, and I'm not talking about the establishment, some kind of buzzy talk term. Sometimes establishment people make the right decision. Sometimes they don't. The point with Crenshaw is I don't think Crenshaw is telling the whole story about why he's so mad at the 20 members of Congress that forced the concessions I just mentioned in the speaker race. Crenshaw is acting like this is all principle on his end, which doesn't seem to be the case. Here's what I mean. Here's what this is about. Conservatives are furious after this appearance. He was on, uh, I believe it was Guy Benson's radio show. Uh, Guy Benson's over at Fox. And he's being interviewed. And he's talking about these members of Congress who want a different choice other than McCarthy or at a minimum want concessions before they give their vote to McCarthy, which is working, by the way. Here's what Crenshaw called them in this interview. Check this out. Congressman Dan Crenshaw of Texas, a surrogate for Kevin McCarthy, did. In fact, he did what neocons always do. He labeled anyone who doesn't like a terrorist. Watch. Those of us are saying, like, look, you pushed us into this corner, so now we're now we're saying we won't vote for anyone but McCarthy. That's why we're saying it, because we cannot let the terrorists win. I'm, again, out of respect for the man's military service, I'm withholding where I really want to go with this. We can't let the terrorists win. Terrorists, in other words, people who kill or maim or attack people uh, in the interest of advancing a political goal. These are conservatives. You may not like their tactics, but you know what? They don't like yours either. Your guy doesn't have the votes either. So every argument you use against them, they could use against you. I wouldn't dare, dare call a guy who had served this country and lost an eyeball a terrorist for doing what he's doing. Yet what he's calling terrorists, they're using the exact same same tactics you could blame on them. They're terrorists. Why? Because they're nominating a guy, Byron Donalds, who doesn't have the votes. You're nominating a guy who doesn't have the votes. And he's not even close. He's not one vote shy, Dan, congressman. He's 20 votes shy. Well, our guy has more. Great. Great. 
The Oakland A's won the most games in a regular season, I think, once. It did the World Series. I mean, it's, that's not the rules. You don't know that? That's not the way any of this works. Terrorists. Now, why is Dan Crenshaw so angry calling these people terrorists? And really disgusting. And I think, uh, I, I have to tell you, I'm, I'm not throwing this out there just to kind of stir the pot. I think Crenshaw, his career, at least with conservatives, is now done. There were People were hanging on a thread, a few of them, hoping that this guy was eventually going to come around. I think this is going to define his career from this point on, politically speaking. He'll be finished. There's, there's no way you're going to get any kind of nationwide conservative support in anything from conservative primary voters or even to say he wants to run for Senate in Texas. I, I doubt it. It's possible, but um, it's going to require a major Major mea culpa. I'll get to why he's doing what he's doing in a second, but I want to play this video first because it also explains why some of these other guys seem so apt to go on the personal attack against these 20 conservatives out there who want a different choice other than McCarthy. Here's uh, Crenshaw, Ryan Zinke from Montana, and Mike Lawler, newly elected congressman-elect from New York, again, with the just invective and throwing bombs when they have nothing to base it on. Oh, these guys are causing trouble and they have, uh, they have, you know, they don't have the votes. You don't have the votes either. I'll explain what's going on in a second. Listen to this first. They are enemies now. They have, they have made it clear that they prefer a Democrat agenda than a Republican one. They are the true definition of rhinos. I was sent here to get things done, uh, not be advocate for chaos. And and a lot of it is soundbite for fundraising. Let's just be clear and just call it what it is. I'll be sticking with Kevin, whether it's the third ballot, the fifth ballot, the 50th ballot, or the 100th ballot. Well, there you go again with the invective and the nonsense. Everybody's so upset making it personal as if this isn't a bunch of conservatives advocating for conservatism. Here's what's going on. If you listen to my radio show yesterday, I think I covered this on the podcast too. I addressed exactly this. Folks, as I said before, and I said it intentionally, everything up on Capitol Hill is a deal. I wish it weren't. There is nothing that would please me more than to tell you that everyone on Capitol Hill, even our own guys are conservatives. Oh, no, no. They're just doing things out of the purest of hearts. Folks, they're not. 99% of what you see on Capitol Hill is a deal. Now, if that deal advances conservatism and prosperity for the United States, the judge rules, I'll take the deal, daddy-o. If it's going to be deals cut on Capitol Hill, these kind of deals, hey, you gotta, then they better advance the freedom football. The problem is the kind of deals that I think Crenshaw and Zinke and others have gotten are not the kind of deals that are advancing anything. Playbook notes this this morning. This is the left-wing Bible. I check it out every morning, see what the libs are talking about up on Capitol Hill. So one of the McCarthy camp concessions is he may have to endorse some conservatives for committee chairmanships. McCarthy doesn't want conservatives on committee chairmanships, folks. He wants who? Establishment people like Crenshaw he could control. You get this here? So apparently Andy Harris, big conservative from Maryland, who I know very well, uh, Mark Green from Tennessee, they want to be on Homeland Security, Health and Human Services, right? Now, McCarthy doesn't pick them. But his recommendation, his playbook notes, means a lot. You get it? You dig? He doesn't want Harris and Mark Green. He wants his own people. Playbook notes, well, if the horse trading goes that far, it's bound to piss off House Republicans who've been team players and supported McCarthy all along, i.e. Dan Crenshaw, who wants the same spot Mark Green, the conservative, wants. Oh, sounds like something I said yesterday. Folks, the problem with committee chairmanships and gavels on that committee, there's only one. There's only one Dan Bongino show gavel. Actually, it's not. It's like five. <laughs> but for the sake of this, there's only one on my desk. There's only one for the chair, too. So if you promise this to Dan Crenshaw, hey, you can head uh, Homeland Security. And now all of a sudden, these 20 lawmakers are like, you know what? We want a conservative on Homeland Security. You're going to give it to our guy, Mark Green. This is zero sum. It's got to come away from someone else. Now you see why a lot of them are upset. It's all making sense now, fellas. Oh, oh, now you get it. Terrorists lashing out at people. And I don't want to hear, oh, you're only, you know, 10% of the Congress. 
and uh, or ten percent of the caucus or whatever. You don't get to pick that stuff. Obviously, we do. The establishment has bullied around the conservative wing of the caucus for a long time with money and other things. This is what power looks like. I want to show you kind of the freak out on the left, too, over this and why this is actually a good thing that's happening now. You can tell they're freaking out, especially about Byron Donald, Republican from Florida 19, his name being thrown in the mix as a potential speaker, too. Oh, they don't like that. Why? Because he's black. What? Can't say that. Dude. I didn't. I know. That sounds horrible. Whoa. I didn't say Cory Bush did. Cory Bush did. They really don't like black conservatives. I did an entire segment. Of, oh, you know what? What do you think, guys? We should do this again on my Fox show. Well, let me take a note on this. Black conservative vitriol. What do you think? We should yeah. do that again. Remember that, Key? Remember that segment? They, yeah, that was good, right? Maybe we should do that again. I'm going to text Sabrina later. They really, libs hate black conservatives. I'll show you what I mean. It is. It's total kryptonite for them. You're totally right. It is so racist. It's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to show you the most racist tweet you've ever seen from a Democrat. That's saying a lot. Liquid IV. This stuff came in very, very handy on New Year's Day. I'll leave the details out. Liquid IV, the New Year's here. There's no better way to kick off 2023 than by making sure you feel like your best self. Did you see that article that came out the other day? It was making the way. It's kind of off script a little bit, but it's important. It was talking about, it's out there. You can read it. It's about the importance of hydration and its relationship to aging and everything else. Folks, most of us, sadly, are probably pretty dehydrated. Liquid IV is the category-winning hydration brand. I use it every day. And their hydration multiplier is the one product you're missing in your daily routine. In just one stick, you can get five essential vitamins. Use it first thing in the morning before a workout, after a long night, like maybe on New Year's, and on long flights, it works great. I use it. Paula uses it. Guy uses it. I just gave him two more bags. Thank you, Liquid IV, for sending some stuff over. This stuff is amazing. One stick of Liquid IV. Rip off the top. You pour it in 16 ounces of water. It has five essential vitamins, B vitamins, vitamin C, three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks. It's made with premium ingredients. It tastes great. It'll hydrate you like that. Grab your Liquid IV in bulk nationwide at Costco where you can get 20% off, 20% off. When you go to liquidiv.com and use code Bongino at checkout, B-O-N-G-I-N-O. Go today, liquidiv.com, code Bongino. Can't vouch for this stuff in strong enough terms. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop for better hydration today using promo code Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O, at liquidiv.com. Seriously, on a separate but kind of related note, read that article about hydration. I'm not messing with you. It's kind of, you know, it was a spot and I love liquid IV, but that's, it's, read that article. Power of hydration makes a huge difference in your life. Okay. So uh, getting back to this, um, again, there's always a deal. Uh, you know, and don't, I, I just want to make one more point on, on Crenshaw and Zinke and how deals been made. And I believe, I, I don't know exactly the deals that have been promised to a lot of these people, but you know they were there. You're going to get this chairmanship. You're going to get this subcommittee. They're upset. They're upset because they don't run the show anymore. And they shouldn't. We are not leftist totalitarians. Power should be distributed, and the conservative movement should have a say and a bigger say. This is what we've always wanted. Now we got it. Don't panic. This is what's supposed to happen in a real functioning constitutional republic. As I tweeted the other day, this is not chaos. This is a republic. My last point I was talking about, don't discount the beneficial effects of what's happening right now in future elections. Here's what I mean. Folks, in the past, here's how it would go. Joey Bag of Donuts would run for Congress as a conservative. He would openly run as a conservative. I'm with you on the Second Amendment. Definitely pro-life, Joe. All about government spending control and a balanced budget. What's happening behind the scenes? Come on, Joe, you've seen this a thousand times. Joe did talk radio for years. Polit <laughs> every politician come in and out of America. What do they do behind the scenes? Boehner comes in, gives him a wink and a nod, or Boehner's folks, yeah. or McCarthy's folks. And what do he say? Yeah, you keep saying that conservative crap. And just do us one favor. When you get in, vote for McCarthy for speaker. And then we'll, I will give you this cool spot on whatever committee you want. And then when you get on the committee, just keep voting for whatever we tell you. And the guy's like this, show. Yeah. Everybody's like, we can, oh, yeah, sure. D folks, do you understand that happened for 50 years? Happens all the time. All the, this is the first. Yes, it happened. Not all, every time, except now. <laughs> yeah. Now, people who ran and said, I'm not voting for the establishment, didn't. And the establishment people are like, wait, wait, wait. That's not how this is supposed to go. 
You, you're supposed to fold like you always do. How do I know they were shocked by this? Because they held the vote. No, I'm dead serious. Ask anyone up on Capitol Hill. Every source I have is telling me this. McCarthy's people were absolutely convinced that these five anti-McCarthy, pro-someone-else lawmakers, pro-Scalise, pro-Jim uh, Jordan, they were convinced they were going to fold. Not only did they not fold, 14 others joined them. 15 later. You know what's going to happen in the future now? Now when you're running for office, these establishment people are going to come in and they're going to say, hey, you ran and said, uh, you know, you're not for McCarthy or the establishment. Uh, what do we need to do to get you over to our side? Here's what I need. I need this. I need a balanced budget. I need this. And then I'll consider it. Those threats in the past, I'm not going to vote for you if I get it, meant nothing. Now they mean something. Now they mean something. Do not discount that. Here's the most racist tweet you're ever going to see from a liberal on Twitter. I mean, unbelievable. Corey Bush, a national embarrassment, a disgrace to herself, everyone around her, just a horrible human being, pretends to be a squad member, uh, is just a total fraud. She's a big defund the policer while she pays for private security, a total fake phony, a train wreck of a human being. Tweets out yesterday, about black Republican Congressman Byron Donalds, whose name was entered for speaker and got a lot of votes, by the way. It was historic. Why was it historic? Well, because it was the first time that the Democrats nominated a black man, Hakeem Jeffries, and the Republicans did too. We don't play identity politics on this side. Byron Donalds is a good man because he's a good man, not because of melanin content of his skin. But nonetheless, in a country that's had a troubled history with race, it was a historic moment. Here's Cori Bush, the dunce, had to chime in. For what it's worth, Byron Donalds is not a historic candidate for speaker. He's a prop. Despite being black, he supports a policy agenda intent on upholding and perpetuating white supremacy. His name being in the mix is not progress. It's pathetic. Corey, there is something pathetic here, and I promise you it's definitely not Byron Donalds. You're a disgrace to the country, to your district, to the United States of America. To anyone who knows you, I would be embarrassed to be seen with you today. She got ratioed into the phantom zone with this grotesquely racist thing. You should, my humble opinion, I, again, I am not for canceling anyone. You should be allowed to be stupid, and Corey Bush will take you up on that opportunity every time and do it publicly so we can all see it. But I have to tell you, if I was a news producer on any liberal network, I'd be horrified horrified having you on the air. You're, a, you're obviously a devout, open racist. Dude. That's just obvious. This show has pissed me off beyond belief this morning. I, <laughs> wait, wait. Is it the, the deal cutting thing that got under your skin? Too? Uh, that, About the Crenshaw thing? That, that I understand. But the first thing I said to you this morning, hey, my fellow terrorist, how are you doing this oh, morning? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, 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 the terrorist. Yeah, you oh, did. Yeah. We, we were talking before. Yeah. Well, this will make you happy, Joe. Don't worry. This will put a smile oh, on your face. Okay. Um, our good buddy, diehard conservative who left Congress on principle because it wasn't conservative enough, MAGA movement champion, um, Adam <laughs> Kinzinger has found a new job. Yes, uh, Adam Kinzinger, he's going to be running a huge conservative pack, uh, advancing constitutional principles. Of course, I'm just kidding. Adam Kinzinger wound up where every single person in the known universe and unknown universe, knew he would wind up where he always wanted to be, CNN. And out front now, former Republican Congressman Adam Kinzinger. I am pleased to welcome him to CNN. He's appearing tonight for the first time in his new role, which is senior political commentator and congressman. We really are thrilled to have you on board. So welcome, uh, welcome. People have seen you over the past, of course, couple of years of the January 6th committee, and uh, we're, we're so glad to have you on board. Um, so it's great yeah. to be on the team, by the way. Thank you. I'm yeah. excited. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I gotta go. He, he's on the Paula, on the floor. He's he's stunned. He can't believe it. Adam Kinzinger's at C. I love that, Joe. I love the I'm proud to be on the team. Bro, you were always on oh, the yeah. team. You are the biggest grifter in the I mean, really, this guy's a bigger grifter than Swalwell on the Democrat side. Nobody, <laughs> you fooled no one. You're, you, you sucked. Your district got redistricted. Nobody likes you. Republicans don't like you. Democrats don't like you. You're going to find that out on CNN. You tried to carve this anti-Trump path to get a job at CNN. 
You grifted your way into it. Everybody knew what you were doing. You're the most phony, scotch tape, transparent loser we've ever seen come out of Capitol Hill. You are pleased to be on team. You were always on the team, <laughs> their team, not ours. Oh, wait, wait, Joe. This is the first time this has happened. He's calling for a Muttley here. This has never happened. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, uh. Ah, okay, there you go. Yeah, I got a call for one too. I got to wait. Where's the Muttley soda? Oh, yeah, wait, need a Muttley soda. We need the Muttley soda. Uh huh. The Muttley soda too. I think I got to put my computer screen. It was high. Uh, first, um, first monthly of the year is a double. We're just a we'll monthly crew monthly. here, you know? Uh, we are. <laughs> if you're watching this, you got to check this out. He gave me a new mug, too. It's the F around. Find out <laughs> mug. So you can check that. This The desk is just, this is from Will Case, my Fox producer. Uh, it's an Oscar. No, it's a public enemy number one Dan Bongino award. Guy's uh, Legos, current thing. Um, the pro-life group sent me this. It reminds me that human life matters. The Bongino baseball, the hat tip to Nandini, cat lady. Uh, from Kirsten, my old producer, Don Mattingly, bobblehead. You can watch this on Rumble, rumble.com slash Bongino. The old gavel thing, Muttley soda, and he's new. F around and find out. And then I got Secret Service Easter egg. I got my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, up here looking at me. So I'm always reminded, if you ever want to see the gizmos. Um, and also, Guy gave me a Christmas present, Don Mattingly. Signed Fleer rookie card, which I appreciate it. And various like medications and stuff all over the desk. Sorry, <laughs> didn't mean to get distracted. Uh, so here's what I got coming up. Why does all of this matter, this fight up on Capitol Hill to move the Congress in a more conservative direction? Because there are some bad things happening. I gave you a lot of good news. All those concessions we got are huge, good, positive news. But they need to change the things that are happening. I'm just going to go through some quick stories, kind of hot takes news stories you need to see. Because this stuff is kind of trouble. If we don't fix it now, we're running out of time. Our last sponsor today, Birch Gold, B-I-R-C-H. Ladies and gentlemen, gold has been a hedge against inflation for a long time. I've been buying gold since I'm a kid. I love gold. It's, it, it, folks, listen, don't let inflation eat away the value of your wallet or your bank account. You know the Biden administration, they feel vindicated now. They're going to spend more money. You need to secure your savings. When you finally had enough of the games, government's playing with your savings and retirements, diversify into gold like I do with Birch Gold. I buy gold for over 5,000 years. Gold has withstood inflation, geopolitical turmoil, and stock market crashes. And here's the great news. You can still get it. In fact, you can own gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. Text Dan, my first name, to 989898 to claim your free information kit on gold and then talk to one of their precious metal specialists. They'll hold your hand through the entire process. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, I'm a customer, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews. Birch Gold is who I trust to protect my future and yours. Text Dan to 989898 today. Text Dan to 989898 today. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Message and data rates apply. Thanks, Birch Gold. Okay. Why does all this matter? Uh, folks, because of things like this, I really encourage you to go to the newsletter today, Bongino.com slash newsletter. Sign up. It's free. We'll send you these articles every day. And I'm going to go look for them. I want you to read this to the Washington Examiner. Fiscal doom. Five ways the $31 trillion national debt threatens the economy. The article is great. It lays out what I'm going to tell you, but it, without going through them in, in too much detail, because I talk about them on the show a lot. Here are the five things that are going to happen if we do not stop the spending that's out of control. Which is why, by the way, the, con the concession to the conservatives holding out against McCarthy for a sane appropriations process is so important. Because if we don't get it, these concessions, one of these five things is going to happen. One, there'll be a default. It may not be a technical default, meaning we don't pay our bills, meaning you bought a government bond. The government says we don't have enough money to pay you. We owe too much. It's not going to be a technical default, but it could be a de facto default. Where, in other words, they may pay you in such watered-down money due to inflation that you effectively get nothing back of what you put in. Second, ties into the first. You could see an episode of hyperinflation coming up soon. What's hyperinflation? You think the 9 7 8% per month, uh, per year, excuse me, annualized we've seen over the last year is bad? Look at what's happening in Turkey. 50%, 100% inflation. 
Oh, that's never happened. No, it's actually happened quite often throughout human history. Can it happen here? You bet your ass it can. Three, there may be massive cuts ahead. No, that's not going to happen. The government can just print money. Yeah, exactly. If the government keeps printing money and it doesn't pay for anything, there's going to be massive cuts to the services you think you're getting. Oh, I, I'm getting a raise in Social Security. Yeah, you're getting a 2% raise. Uh, costs went up 15%. Every month, you're poorer. Crowd out's going to happen. Government spending's going to crowd out just about everything. Military spending, putting us in a national security risk. And the last one, the fifth one, is you're going to be looking at severe economic decline if we don't get a hold of this national debt and fast. Read the article. It goes into each in detail. It's up there today. This is why these concessions are so important. We need to get back to a normal, sane appropriations process. Another thing, folks, there's a bloodbath going on in the streets right now. Why? Because of liberals. Now, is the race for speaker going to directly impact what are typically local public safety decisions? No. But at least it'll give conservatives who stood against the defund the police movement a bigger voice in Congress. Look at this article in National Review. Again, be in the newsletter. Brittany Bernstein. 24-hour period in D.C. was so bloody, 12 people were shot, including five juveniles. What, 24 months? No, in 24 hours. We're running out of time. Gas prices are going up again. That's bad. Crime crisis is bad. Gas prices are now getting worse again. Now, you can never rely on the Biden administration that lies about everything all the time. Remember, it's not that they lie that bothers me. Every politician lies. It's that Joe Biden and his team lie about everything all the time. Gas prices are going up. So instead of saying, oh, maybe it's time to build more refineries, maybe it's time to pump up production here in the United States, what do they do? Here's Karine Jean-Pierre, of course, blaming the refineries that liberals have been at war against for 46 years. Check this out. I want to make note here, because this is important, uh, we've made significant progress in lowering the prices, uh, gas prices specifically. Prices are down nearly $2 uh, per gallon and are lower today than they were one year ago today, this very day. So we've seen a slight increase, yes, over the past week due to cold weather uh, that shut down some refineries, but those refineries are coming back online, as some of you have reported, and President will continue to do everything he can to keep lowering costs uh, for American families. That is a, a priority that you hear from him anytime he talks about the economy and, and how he wants to continue to lower costs so for Americans. Once these refineries come back online, do you expect the gas prices to come back down? And, and the price of gas when the president came into office was $2.39 a gallon. I know, but I'm talking about one year ago, and that was one year ago was not when he came into office, right? Notice how she arbitrarily picks this year ago date. <laughs> yeah. Not when Biden got into office because gas was two thirty nine. It's far more expensive than now than that now when Biden got into office. So she picks a date where it peaked out and then uses that as the beginning point to show how much it came down. It's it's such a, a scammy, sleazy use of statistics, but that's what they do because they lie to you. Gas prices are up dramatically since Biden got in office, and then she does something else sleazy. She blames refineries. Karine Jean-Pierre knows full well liberals have been at war with gasoline refineries in the United States for years. You want the evidence? Again, in the newsletter today, Joe Biden's war on fossil fuels, real clear energy, Jacob Puckett. No large refineries been built here for 46 years because the big government, by the way, I, I threw that in there, EPA, they've been ratcheting up biofuel blending. In other words, add in all these ingredients, it's costing a fortune, and these refineries can't stay profitable. The left has been at war refineries for 46 years. Karine Jean-Pierre acts like it's the refineries' fault, like they don't want to make money, like they want to go out of business. Idiots. Here's another thing we got to stop. California is trying to run the entire country. Did you see this story about the micro-stamps they're putting on firearms? They're creating a micro-stamp database? It'll put like a fingerprint on every round fired from a gun. Well, Dan, that sounds like a good thing. No, it's not a good thing because they want it for two reasons. One, they want a list of every gun and now ammo owner so they can come and get you when they pass gun confiscation laws. And second, they want California to be able to dictate to the nation because of its powerful economy, its national policies. Well, California doesn't control the nation. No, folks, it kind of does. They learned this model from two things in the past. 
If they can get semi-automatic pistol makers and firearm makers to have to do this microprinting, it'll be on every firearm around the country because of California's economy being so big. Where did they learn this? With textbooks and cars. California learned a long time ago, and so did the liberals, that if they put fuel restriction requirements on cars in California alone, the rest of the country would have to comply because so many cars are sold in California. They pulled the same stunt with textbooks. Put all this CRT crap in textbooks in California. The textbook makers are like, well, if we're going to do it in California, we got to do it else. What are you going to do? Create two separate books? They're doing this on purpose. Now you see why we're in such jeopardy, why these conservative changes we got are so important. Finally, the government's been entirely hijacked, ladies and gentlemen, by crazy people. Another powerful article, just the news. This string of statistical errors in the federal government that always seem to benefit Democrats. Just the news, Ben Whedon covers it. The Bureau of Labor Statistics reported an overestimate of second quarter job growth by a sizable margin. Oh, that's convenient. So, fellas, right before an election, the BLS, Bureau of Labor Statistics, right before an election that the Democrats overperformed in, said the job market was better than it was, even though the statistics, it's fairly obvious, didn't say that. I'm sure it was just an honest mistake, guys. Yeah. And then there was mistake number two. The Census Bureau population overcounts. Well, they overcounted population where? In red states? No, 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 no. In blue states and undercounted red states, which gave what? More electoral votes and more congressional seats to blue states run by Democrats and fewer seats to red states run by Republicans. I'm sure it's just an honest mistake. Swamp's not real. It's all fake. It's in your head. Here's the third one. The apparent disappearance of 50,000 asylum applications from the Immigration Review Executive Office? Maybe to minimize the problem of illegal immigration in the country? Folks, it's getting worse. A lot of coincidences. Big quinky digs. He said it right. Now do you see why this fight happening, this non-chaotic, orderly flight fight for a speaker up on Capitol Hill? Do you see now why it is so critical that this happens, it happens now, and it happens publicly, and everybody should relax? Not you, the audience. But on the conservative side, who's freaking out over this, everybody needs to calm down. We will get a speaker. It's going to happen. And we will have a more empowered conservative movement to fix the things we just talked about. Can't run away from these problems anymore. We're the greatest country on earth. We'll fix it. We've got the greatest military. We've got great natural resources. We've got oceans protecting us. We have massive innovations coming in the future. We still have the best universities. We will fix this. But we're not going to fix it by playing tiddlywinks and looking for cutesy time stuff on the floor. We've got power. Leverage it. Use it now. Don't forget to submit your questions for tomorrow's show. We do a questions, ask me anything section on the Friday show on the radio and the podcast. I will put a post up on my locals account. I'm at the Bungino on locals. Download the app. You can follow me or become a subscriber if you like. I do some unique content over there. It's typically a reality show, Dan Bongino. I just do videos on my phone. I really enjoy it. Uh, also on True Social, I'm at D. Bongino. I'll put up a post on both. It says questions for tomorrow's show. Please subscribe also to the podcast, rumble.com slash Bongino. You can see the video of today's show. We really appreciate it on Apple and Spotify as well. It is free. We really appreciate your support. I'll see you here tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.